Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 910. Never do a podcast at 5pm when it's your birthday because you should be down the pub. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts and motorcycle enthusiasts. I'm revved up to date and very excited to introduce today's very special guest. Calling in from uh, Europe today, Massimo Buster Manali. And I understand it's your birthday today. So happy birthday, Massimo. Very cool. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Uh, I am. I, I'm not wearing a seatbelt today, Mark. I'm a motorbike guy, but I've, uh, I've got my helmet on and... Uh and a sturdy jock strap. So, uh, <laughs> yes, let's go. All right. That's great. Yes. Always protect that noggin. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't even go to the next thing I was going to say. We'll just move on. Uh, Massimo Busterman Alley is the founder of Buster and Punch, a London-born home fashion label. He's an architect and an industrial designer with a passion for motorcycles, metalwork, and music. At Buster and Punch, they work with rare, solid materials to make extraordinary items for everyday use. It all started in a garage in East London where Massimo discovered a passion for making things we love. From lighting and hardware to custom motorcycles and whiskey bars, today they make the unexpected and elegant interior products for those who want to live with conviction. Massimo is inspired by London's fashion, music and subculture scenes where he collaborates with street artists, bike builders, musicians and fashion designers to inject a little bit of attitude, maybe a lot of attitude, into his crafted products. And did I mention he loves bespoke motorcycles too so massimo i've told our listeners a little bit about you would you take a moment share a little bit more about your business and your passion for motorcycles and things that look cool no problems mark yeah so i'm uh i'm uh from london born and bred originally uh, i'm an architect by trade um so I've, I've spent all my life being an architect and working in large architecture practices, I packed it all in about six years ago to follow my real passion, which was uh, making custom motorbikes. So by the day I was an architect, by night I was making motorbikes until I could afford to uh, quit the day job, so to speak. Uh, and my sort of claim to fame, I suppose, is that I've built custom motorbikes for most of the rock music royalty in London, if you like. And that somehow turned into a uh, Buster and Punch, which which is my interior products company today. So it, it's kind of a bit of a strange journey, but um, I still make motorbikes today and I make doorknobs. So uh, I'll have to explain all the bits in between <laughs> later on. But um, yeah, that's essentially it in a nutshell. Um, I run a company now, which is a, a sort of bastard love child of architecture and custom motorbikes. And uh, if you like metal and CNCing and, and knobs and anything shiny and small, we're kind of your guys. Yeah, I think so. You know, I love this whole story, Massimo, because I have a special place in my heart for architects. My father was an architect, so I lived around that world. But he also loved art and creating things, and I think that comes with architecture. And the fact that you've 
packed it all in, as you say, and of chasing your passion with building bikes and creating very cool, unique objects. And I'll make sure our listeners know that I put a link to his website on his Cars Yeah show notes page where you can go see some of these things. And if you like cool bikes and cars and things made of metal, you're going to love some of the creations that Massimo is doing. So as we continue on your journey today, birthday boy, I always start by asking my guests for a mantra or a success quote. This is some kind of saying that you live by. It's something important to you, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Massimo, take the handlebars. Um, I, I suppose I haven't really uh, got any sort of high-level quote for you, but I do live by um, the uh, the 80s reggae, reggae song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Um, <laughs> and the reason why that's kind of my mantra is that um, my dad, uh, God bless him, has now passed away was in two very large motorbike accidents, both of which he survived, wow. and both of which he was wearing a Don't Worry, Be Happy t-shirt oh when he gosh. cut open his shirt. So <laughs> um, I think that's kind of the mantra that I live by. And um, I suppose it's just don't, don't take yourself or your business or the less important things in life too seriously. Because we're here to have fun at the end of the day, right? I think so. I think so. You know, I love that story. And having lost my father this year, I understand the feelings and emotions you go through. So my condolences for not having your father here. But the fact that he he dodged two bullets with those motorcycle accidents, again, reminds me of my dad. Because he dodged about six bullets in his life with things that (laughs) the doctor said should have killed him and didn't. So uh, I think we both were raised by special men. And, and, And women, Mark. And women. Just in case my mom's listening and women. Look, I love moms. My mom is still with us too. So yeah, no disrespect to moms at all. Thank you for saving me there. There you go. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for motorcycles? Is there a pivotal moment when you realized that you were a bike guy? Yeah, I mean, um, we're also car people actually in in my family. So my my dad always had classic cars. He's had a Oh, God, what's he had in his time? An Austin Healey 3000. He actually had a Ferrari Dino for a short period mm. in, the, in the early 90s, which was quite something. Yeah. So we've always had cars in the family. I think it was when my brother came home with a GSX, one of the first earliest GSX motorbikes that I sort of suddenly, something in my sw- brain switched and I went, no thanks to cars and, and hello to bikes. <laughs> and actually from a pretty young age, I have been illegally, but I'm going to say legally for this podcast, <laughs> illegally uh, uh, street racing motorbikes with my uh, my dearest eldest brother who taught me how to do that. He actually um, taught me in Rome believe it or not, oh how my to uh, r- race motorbikes. <laughs> oh, So I... Th- I, I, I I mean, I think for me, the long and short of it is the fact that for not much money, you can get a beast of a machine that can outstrip uh, any cars that cost a lot of money. So I think that that's been the trigger for me in terms of uh, cars versus bikes. But um, ever since, um, yeah, ever since sitting on my brother's uh, GSX, um, I'm, I'm afraid that my love story has always been with bikes rather than cars. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's really it. So um, a naughty big brother, basically. Yeah, bad influence, I see, but it's led to a lot of fun for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or a big failure you faced along the way. When you packed it all up, as you said, and left architecture, which sounds like it was a solid, steady job and decided, I'm going to do this wild, crazy thing and build my own bikes and build my own furniture and create my own artwork and things. These kinds of travels are fraught with ups and downs. 
down. So tell us about a big challenge you faced, but more importantly, what did you learn from it and how did you overcome it? Um, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, when I was an architect, architect is a, a great profession, but it's probably one of the slowest professions in the world. And as a speed guy, if you like, or someone that loved racing motorbikes and building motorbikes, I just couldn't sit still for, for too long. So yeah, it was a challenge giving up the day job and, and trying to make motorbikes for a living, which obviously had my mum and loved ones scoffing at the thought. But I suppose our biggest challenge was, or my biggest challenge was, how can I, I turn motorbikes into money, which many bike builders actually face. They always start the journey of making custom motorbikes as, as a love and then soon find out that there's no money in it. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see with a lot of custom bike builders, they sell clothes or they open cafes or they uh, sell helmets. Um, <laughs> right. So you, you need to have a second job, basically, if you're a bike builder. And I suppose for me, it was... I didn't want to do all those things that traditional bike builders did to make money. Um, I wanted to do something a little bit more interesting uh, mm -hmm. and something that sort of tied back to, I suppose, my first love, which was architecture. And it was actually when um, one of our, um, our famous customers, I won't name, name his name, but he, he's one of the Rolling Stones, came back okay. to me <laughs> after buying a bike and asked me to make him some furniture and lighting for his home. Cool. Um, so at the time, you could only really buy sort of Scandinavian, very light and very white products in Europe. America, you guys are a little bit better than stuff like that. But here, it was it was only light, minimal design you could buy in the shops. Mm -hmm. So uh, th this chap asked me to make some some products essentially made in exactly the same way that we used to make our bikes. So all solid metals, all CNC'd with love, a lot of emphasis on details. And so I think that was the big aha moment was when we, we started making things for people's homes. Uh, word got around and we started to um, sell them. Yep. Um, and then uh, realized that there was a massive gap in the market for essentially heavy, solid metal, slightly rock and roll jewelry for your home, if you like. You know, fast forward five years, and, and that is uh, essentially what we do at Buster & Punch at the moment. I think the biggest challenge for us is to kind of get people as interested in things like light switches as they are in cars or motorbikes. So it's it's sort of how how do we inject that love and DNA that we first had for making motorbikes and tinkering with cars into very ordinary products or fittings that any home has to have. And I think we're, we're kind of starting to do that pretty successfully. And uh, yeah, that's kind of a, was the challenge. How do you take something you love and, and turn it into something you can do every day? Yeah, it's been a long road and uh, starting to be able to afford food, basically, Mark, <laughs> well, just about. <laughs> well, if I was uh, there sitting with you being your birthday, I'd, I'd make you a cake today. So how that goes, yeah. we can feed you with a cake. But, you know, you kind of answered uh, both questions, the aha question for me, uh, with the same challenge question, which I think is great. And I'll let our listeners know, I'm a designer. My background is in design. I understand it. Growing up with a dad who was an architect who was always getting you to look at things. When I look at what you're building, I get it. I see it. I see all this translation of bikes into creative pieces. And I think part of the challenge here is letting people know that doorknobs and light switches can be fun, right? Yeah, they certainly can be fun. And I think, you know, sort of going, going back to that idea of an aha moment or when the penny drops, I suppose, you know, when we first started making furniture and lighting, we did okay. We didn't do amazingly. But actually, when we first launched 
are light switches, which are, are probably one of the most boring types of products you can have for your home. And we had, um, I remember when we launched our, our store in Stockholm, we had a queue around the, the, the block, essentially, of people trying to buy them, some of which who didn't even have homes. I think that's when, <laughs> when sort of the penny dropped. And, yeah. and that's when I suppose we really put this focus on taking the most boring details that your home can offer that are, are functional fittings that you have to have in your home like door handles and light switches and toilet roll holders and things like that and actually injecting that with the most interesting and exciting parts of your life so motorbikes and clothing and music and somewhere in between there's some magic there and it's how do you keep the both legitimate you know, you don't sell out and make sure that there's something something exciting there. So that's really where we had this aha moment. It's this idea that you can think of the most boring type of thing. And as long as it's made beautifully and with the same sort of verve and energy that you, you put into the more exciting bits of life, it can translate, if you like, into people getting excited about it. You know, no, no one ever talked about a light switch before we made our light switches. And same goes for door handles and things like that. It was usually... Usually these were things that people got excited about if they had a lot of money to buy them. But all of our products are sort of directed at the everyman, you know, £10 more than your cheap stuff you get at Home Depot. And the, the whole idea of this, as with cars and as with motorbikes, is that it kind of includes everyone. And it's important that everyone can afford them. And I'm sure on your show, you don't just talk about classic Ferrari Dinos and 911s. It's important to talk about your Peugeot 205s or your your cars where people started out because that's their experience right exactly so yeah i, I think that probably our, our big aha moment mark was uh, was the, the, this idea of, of turning boring ordinary things into extraordinary things if you like or exciting things at least yeah that's a great segue to my next question and that is the proudest career moment it must have made you feel pretty proud that you had that queue around the street of people who were interested is there a moment that stands out you'd share with us uh yeah probably actually i mean we are a company of makers so just to sort of give you an idea we were we started in a garage in east london we were a, a couple of bike builders none of us have got any sort of business acumen or know about money or know how to grow a business properly and so we, we, we've sort of been making stuff if you like rigorously for three four five years now and i think in in 2015 we launched the world's first designer led bulb which is probably my biggest or proudest moment of my career. Uh, and essentially, it was a light bulb that all the big companies were trying to make. Korea were trying to make it. Sony were trying to make it. Mega Man were trying to make it. All these big companies put millions and millions of pounds into R&D and development. And we beat them to the post with, with what we call the Buster Bulb now. And in 2015, we launched it in Milan um, to a big fanfare. No one could quite believe that three greasy guys in a garage <laughs> managed to, to crack the holy grail, which is basically to make a, an LED bulb look beautiful. Yeah. And the reason why we cracked it is because we came at it from a totally different angle than any million pound R&D department would come to it. Uh, and actually, interestingly enough, we use car technology in it. So cool. that's sort of a nice segue back into this. Yeah. So, you know, the, all the big companies were trying to um, manipulate the LED itself, whereas we hid it and used actually car extrusions um, that they use in their headlights to um, make it twinkle and make it beautiful. So, um, mm. yeah, we sort of always seem to be going back to either motorbike or 
car technology and parts to sort of inform what our products do but yeah that's probably a, my most proudest moment anyway so um, yeah there's, there's nothing like a David and Goliath story to, <laughs> to get the blood pumping right oh that's brilliant I love that story absolutely fantastic well let's go back in time and talk about your first really special car but in your case let's say motorcycle that first bike you got that had great meaning to you well I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna redirect you back to car, actually, Mark. Okay, that's cool. When I was 17 years old, I was bought my first car, which was actually a Peugeot 205 GTI, which I'm not sure you guys get in the states. But essentially, it looks like a dustbin. It's probably the only way I'd describe <laughs> it. Like a very small red dustbin, but they went super super quick. They were so light. This was a '96 version, I think. Mm-hmm. Took out the back seat, put a massive speaker in there, Mark. Lowered the suspension. <laughs> I mean, I must have looked like a right prat. But the reason why, this is the real reason why it was, it was uh, my fondest memory of a car is um, I lost my virginity in it, Mark. So, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, there you go. And, and I hope my mum's not listening. So um, ear muffins, mum. Cover your ears. <laughs> Cover your but, ears. But that, that, Mark, that is something you can't do on a motorbike. So uh, that's where and why I love cars. <laughs> You've got the audience's imagination flying around now. Motorbikes <laughs> and first loves. Oh my gosh. Well, that's yeah. a, that's a first here on Cars. Yeah. So uh, it brings a smile to everyone's face. Those great <laughs> memories. Thank you for sharing that. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I said 17, Mark. I was probably 26. Of course. That's right, mom. Let's meet in the middle. <laughs> yes. Somewhere in the middle. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've sold that you really wish you had back? Um, Yes, probably. One of the first bikes I ever made was an Indian, and it was one of the first batch of a thousand Indians ever ever made. I thought there'd be loads, or I could pick loads up on eBay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, um, ah. and I built it and sold it probably for a loss. Uh, but I regret that every day. Yeah, um, because the, the, there's nothing more impressive than a. A shiny red Indian, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic story. Well, (laughs) I'd love for you to tell our listeners a lot more about Buster and Punch, about what is offered there, what has you excited and fired up that you can talk about that's coming down the line. So this is your chance to kind of let people know that this is a website they can go to, they can buy these cool products. So what has you excited and fired up today? What we're really focused at at the moment is actually launching into the the states properly. We do have a a US website at the moment, but it only has um, a fraction of our products on it. And we're continually putting more products into that. But our big sort of um, product focus, if you like, especially um, to you folks in the States, is our US American light switch range, uh, which should be launched. We're going to launch it in New York in May next year. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's a, a, a stunning version of our current electricity range, which is all knurled um, out of solid metals, mm-hmm. um, solid rare metals. We have brass, steel, uh, and smoke bronze. And the fun thing about this range is that the knurling pattern on it is actually uh, a pattern that we've been using since the days we made foot pegs and handlebars. So nice. it's, it's got some real sort of uh, history in those little knobs, if you like. And we think it will be um, be a really big moment for us actually in the states because I know you guys are sort of still on a on a diet of either tin metal um, switch plates or plastic plastic, yeah. plastic yeah. white plastic lutron things. Yep. Um, so I, I think that this will be um, 
be, be a nice one for you guys, actually. And uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited about that. Oh, I cannot wait to inject some of this fun stuff inside of my home uh, under the guise of, uh, well, honey, it's just designer. There's no motorcycles or cars here. It's just designer. So ah, I love it. I love it. I cannot wait to see that launch going and I'll make sure that my followers know that's happening. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Massimo. If you were uh, manifested back into a car or a motorcycle, what would you be? Oh, all right. Well, if I was a, I'd have to be a motorcycle because I've got ADHD or a form of it. So I keep jiggling around. So I'm I'm, uh, very quick off the mark. I'd have to be some sort of custom motorbike, probably cut and shut. I've got a a bigger top end than a bottom end, if you like. So I'd probably be a, some sort of Japanese race bike for headlight and, and something a bit more classic from the waist down, if you like. Maybe an old, uh, old sportster or something, Harley sportster. I, I am half Italian, half English. I'm probably have to say triumph. So I'll have to be a triumph from the waist down. Okay. <laughs> cool. And, uh, some sort of Japanese race bike from the waist up. But yeah, definitely a custom bike. I'm, I'm unique, Mark. I'm very unique and there's only one of them. And, we, and I'm cheap. And I'm cheap. <laughs> cheap, so, and uh, un- yeah. cheap and unique. <laughs> well, I, you know, I love that answer because it's very creative, which, of course, you are. And the fact that that question came from a prior Brit guest of mine, Harold Cleworth, who's an automotive painter, an artist, and he was a uh, – Cadillac Biarritz on one end and an Austin Healey on the other. So I see a trend going on with you Brits. You guys are very creative. I like that. <laughs> very nice. Well, Massimo, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Every year during the holiday season, us automotive enthusiasts are the hardest people to buy for. Well, I've got a solution for you. My friends at Covercraft have a really cool option for you. It's a gift card from Covercraft.com. You can use it to buy car covers, seat covers, sunscreens, dash covers, front end protection, floor mats, canine covers, covers for your kids, (laughs) work truck covers, power sports, and even some boats. It's a really nice way to give that automotive enthusiast in your life something they really want and something they can use all year long. So just go to Covercraft.com. Check out the gift card option. You can order them in any denomination, and you're going to make somebody very, very happy. And you know what? If you're buying your own Christmas this year, buy one for yourself and throw it in the stocking and tell them Santa put it in there. It's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. 
This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Massimo, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give us some very quick blips of the throttle answers or twists of the wrist for you bike guys. So here we go. What's the best automotive or motorcycle advice you've ever received? Make sure your seat has suspension. Otherwise, your bollocks won't thank you. <laughs> We're back to those again, are we? Okay. Sorry. Uh, for, for, for my lovely American friends, bollocks are balls. Yes. Uh, I don't we, know what you call them in America. But, Mark, you can fill in the gaps. We got that. We got that. You're a funny guy. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, an obsessive tinkerer, so I constantly make stuff and try and invent stuff and just don't stop really and that's probably why we've got all of our nice products that's the key some of them work well yeah keep on creating now there's a lot of great resources these days especially out there in the web but is there a resource that you'd like to share that you really enjoy um what things do i really enjoy yes i really enjoy there's a bike builder in birmingham called uh, bone shaker choppers yes and they make beautiful custom bikes uh, no one's really heard of them, but they've been going for years and years and years. And actually, we, we, we've made a lot of bikes with them. So if you can, go and check them out. Super cool bikes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I got to arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the world, living or deceased, who would that person be? Oh, I am uh, as much of a bike lover as a, a football or I think you guys call it soccer lover. Yes. Um, and for me, Thierry Henry is my soccer god. Uh, so uh, anything with Thierry Henry would be... An absolute treat. There you so go. I'm going to have to say him. Yeah. There you go. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should crack open and read as well? How to Build Motorbikes for Dummies. <laughs> so, leave, leave your car keys at home and get into motorbikes, people. It's a whole, a, a whole new world. You're going to love it. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources Massimo shared with us today on his Cars Yeah website show notes page. So just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Massimo Buster Manali, and you will find his page with all these cool links, including a link to his website so you can check out the incredibly talented art and pieces that he creates with his teams there. All right, Massimo, we're up to the last question here, and this can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car or motorcycle in your garage, but it's not something you can sell to buy a bunch of other bikes with, you got to keep it, you got to ride it, you got to enjoy it, but money's no object because today I'm paying. What would that vehicle be and why? I think for me, it would have to be a Ferrari Dino 206 GT, which is the, the car my dad had or used to have yeah had a v6 engine i mean yeah you you couldn't beat these dinos one of a kind never worked but (laughs) god they look great 
I'd have to probably just wheel it into the kitchen or something and, and let it sit there for the rest of life. But you can park it yeah, in your I office. Think be my car. Yeah, enjoy it there every you day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the first Ferrari I ever drove was a Dino way back when I was a kid. Of course, Ferrari didn't call them Ferraris. Those who know Dinos, they were Dinos, but they are absolutely beautiful vehicles. Yeah, they're great. What color would you like that 206 to be? It would have to be red, wouldn't it, Mark? Russo right. red, yeah. <laughs> It'd have to be red. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, very nice. Well, that's going to be fun for me to deliver over there and drive through the street. Well, maybe not the streets Perfect. of London. We'll take it out into the countryside. I think that would be a much, much nicer drive. I would understand you guys have some busy traffic situations over there in London. No, not as busy. I was in L.A. actually last last month, so not as busy as L.A. Yeah, same <laughs> thing. you got to go up to Mulholland or uh, out to the hillside to have some Fun. Well, Massimo, exactly. you have taken me for a great ride today. I knew this was going to be fun. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Dino? I sure can, Mark. Never do a podcast at 5 p.m. <laughs> when it's your birthday because you should be down the pub. <laughs> Well, I appreciate more than you know the fact that you took some time out on your birthday to spend it Wrap with us up, here I'll at Cars. Yeah. So anybody who's anywhere near London needs to meet up with Massimo and buy him a birthday drink. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Buster and Punch? Uh, I think if you just go to uh, busterandpunch.com, if you are uh, live outside of the U.S. or busterandpunch.us if you are in the States. There yeah. you go. Well, Massimo, happy birthday. Thank you for being so generous with your birthday time here today and your expertise and sharing your business with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. This has been great fun. Until you and I talk again, get down to that pub (laughs) and uh, have a wonderful birthday, and I'll see you down the road. No problems, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!